I'm thrilled today's guest, Chris Cuomo. You all know Chris Cuomo. Kind of a, I would say, a household name. Uh, has been on the news scene for a long time. Uh, of course, a 2020 anchor, Good Morning America anchor, CNN uh, primetime anchor, uh, most successful show on CNN. And now, it, a couple of months into uh, the Chris Cuomo, I mean, Cuomo on News Nation, 8 p.m., the ratings are up about 300% in his time slot. Uh, we're going to talk about that. He's also got the Chris Cuomo Project podcast, which is one of Apple's top podcasts. A guy that nothing's been going on for the last year or two, so I don't know what we're going to even figure out a way to talk about because it's been real quiet. How you doing, my friend? I'm uh, doing better. Uh, I'm, I'm doing better. I had uh, a lot to deal with, and it taught me a lot of things because I chose to allow it to teach me things instead of just staying in a fetal position and refusing to talk uh, to friends like you who reached out to kind of make sure that I was uh, trying to make sense of my situation. And I'm happy I made that choice and wasn't easy. Uh, wasn't an easy thing to deal with. Wasn't easy for my family. Still not. But uh, I can't change what happened. I can only change what I do about it and how I use it going forward. So that's where my focus is. And that's why I'm back at News Nation, but doing something that I haven't done before. And that's why I started the podcast, uh, the Chris Cuomo Project, because I wanted to make sure I could own and individuate in a way that I couldn't uh, until now. What I've been struck by as you've kind of gone through this metamorphosis and, and, and I did your podcast a couple of weeks back and I've been, I've been following you and listening to, uh, uh welcome and just, just even listen to your Kara Swisher interview and reading a lot of the interviews you've done, how honest and self-aware you are. I, I mean, a lot of guys, when they, you know, you look, you, you've been sitting in the top perch for a long time, went through a tough period and you own it and you, you kind of almost, I don't want to say turn it around. You make it a asset at the same time. And I've been very struck by that. Well, I don't think that it's, it's not a compliment. I mean, I think that I just, no, that's a compliment. That's a compliment. Well, but I think that I know you mean it is a compliment. And thank you. What okay. I'm saying is <laughs> that to me, I don't know any other way to be. Uh, I am done faking the funk. And, and I don't mean that I ever did anything fake on TV. Donnie, you've known me a long time. There's nothing I have. My shtick is having no shtick. I don't, I don't have a persona. I'm not some one guy on TV and a different guy. Like me, not like me. The only difference is I just curse a lot more when I'm not on television. But I'm not a lefty. I'm not a righty. I don't really like the parties. If your name's Cuomo, I vote for you. And I think you're the best. Um, but Anybody who makes a mistake of seeing me as political beyond that is making a mistake. What I've done is dealing with so much of what you discuss in, in your book and so much of the advice that you give of understanding your why and understanding your point of purpose and being honest about what is hard for you and how you deal with what is hard for you to me you know, we don't talk about that on TV because of these BS rules about how we're supposed to be perceived and being worried about downside and allowing people access to you. I just don't believe in any of that. And I really never did. I just never really thought about it before. Like I never thought about the fact of, well, 
I see a therapist. I've been seeing a therapist a long time. I, I feel like it's fundamental to my success. I do too, but I don't. I haven't been as open talking about it. It's interesting. So I mean, I'm 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 very I'm I'm impressed. I got to say, I, it just most of us in the public eye are not as open about shit like that. Now I get it on one level. I don't talk about my kids and what they have going on or don't have going on. My wife, that's their business. Okay. Um, even my marriage, you know, um, you know, a lot of people wind up getting into that about here's how we do it. And, you know, I, I believe there's enough of that. And I don't want to expose anyone to the hate parade that marches past wherever I am on a regular basis. But as for me, the reason that we don't talk about it is a good one. It's because people will either not be uh, understanding because they're ignorant or they will weaponize it and play on these stigmas that I want to defeat, which is why I'm talking about it in the first place. Yeah. So I basically just decided, you know, look, they already took everything they could take from me. Um, so, you know, it's not like I, I wasn't protecting anything. And I think it matters because I think that a lot of people either work on themselves and practice this kind of self-care the same way you and I go to the gym, the same way I'm obsessed uh, with learning and expanding my uh, self-defense practice. I'm really into it. Why? Because it's a fundamental part of who I am and what I value in myself. So is that. This guy, I would have never left ABC News to go to CNN if it hadn't been for my therapist. Yes, my wife. Yes, my agent. But if he had said, this is going to be bad for you, I would not have done it. So take me through why, what he said or did or what, what his instinct was that pushed you over the edge. That's fascinating. You know what the key is? The key is uh, the same thing that makes you uh, a great value on Morning Joe. Listening. He listens. Yeah. The guy is an active listener. And as you know, especially, you know, the people who ask you questions, you know, half of us are looking forward to our next question before we've even answered half the last one. Right. Because, you know, they don't know. That's how they prepare. It's about themselves. This guy, the key to interviewing, the key to understanding, the key to helping is listening. And this guy knows me, has known me a long time, seen me go through a lot of shit, um, knew my father, worked with my father, worked with my brother. I didn't wow. even know that. Christina found him as a couples therapist oh, many so years ago. Coincidentally, you didn't even, when you went to him, you hadn't even known it. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's no, right. I went that's to couples true. therapy. I took that three month beating. Bang, bang, yeah, yeah. bang, bang. <laughs> nothing worse, nothing worse than couples therapy. <laughs> and then. Just when I realized how much of a piece of crap I am, he and Christina, he was like, okay, I think the next phase is that, Christina, you can go. And I was like, oh, so we're done? Yeah, I'm still in class. You're You're in detention. But but she's done. And I was like, wait a minute. How's a couples therapy then? He's like, you don't need couples therapy. He's like, I need to work with you on some things. And it was, was so humbling. And it was hard, right? Because, you know, as anybody who's ever been in a couple before, um, you know, when they look at you, be like, yeah, I told you you were the problem. Yeah. And, you know, you got to own that and take it. That's not easy. But it was really a fundamental to everything that would happen to me in the succeeding um, 10, 15 years. I would have never taken the nighttime job at CNN. Never. I knew it was a beating waiting to happen. I had just had a first in CNN history. I had beaten your boy, Morning Joe, two years in a row. Right. And that had never been done 
in CNN. So I was like the man in the morning. You know, they were writing about me. I was getting well paid. The lifestyle didn't matter to me. It kept me home at night. It was great. And, you know, Zucker was like, you should go at night. And I was like, nah, nah, uh, that's a beating in the waiting. I, I can't compete with people who play to one party or the other. I can't compete with them. And nobody watches the game for the ref. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's just, I don't see the seam. I don't see the seam for me. And Jeff had a great line that actually resonated with my therapist. He said, you don't have to take the job. And I think they like had uh, Jake Tapper up there for a little bit and he didn't do well um, that time either. I know he just did it again, but this was before. Right. And he came back to me and he said, you don't have to take the job, but you need to stop with all this. You're the man in the arena thing that you say all the time. I said, I am the man in the arena. I go in there and I take a beating because I'm doing what I think is right and testing what I think is right. And I'm willing to take the beating. That's the man in the arena. He said, yes, but the arena, my brother, is at night and you are in the morning. Yep. And that is not where the arena is because the real fight is at night. So if you want to be in the real fight, then go get in the real fight. You are saying you like this fight better because you're only fighting one guy who you can beat. So you don't want to go at night and fight his big sister who will whoop your ass because you don't want to fight the good fight. You want to fight the good fight and win. Um, And my therapist said, you need to understand why you're doing what you're doing. If it's a paycheck, okay, but I think you should go work for one of your hedge fund buddies and do sales because you're going to make more money. Yes. If it's because you love TV, then you need to stop lying to yourself because I don't think you love the celebrity and being on TV. You struggle with it mightily. Um, Okay. And then he said, now, if it's what you always say, which is you believe in it and you think you're effective at it, well, then you got to go because that's the only reason you do it anyway. And I wound up taking the job. So it's really important for me. It was really important for me this past year when I was getting my ass kicked because I was in a real depression. And I had to listen to him when he asked me, hey, you know, I want you to talk to the, he's a psychologist. He wanted me to talk to a psychiatrist, right? Because they do medicine. Yeah. And he was like, look, your emotions are like this and this. Uh, it takes me 40 minutes just to get you out of a hole of where, you know, you're so upset and dark and, you know, dealing and struggling with all these instincts that aren't natural for me. I'm not a vengeful person. Yeah, I'm Southern Italian, but I don't really, I'm not into that. I've, I've never been into that. It's never been satisfying to me um, to do something bad to someone who did something bad to me. That that doesn't work for me. I just want to do better and I want everybody to do as well as they can and just leave me the, you know, leave me alone. Um, so he said, you should try an antidepressant. And my instinct was, what am I crazy? I'm not taking antidepressant. No, Everybody ha- know that I'm on drugs. I'm ha- psycho. Half the world is on antidepressants. Yeah, there's no, there's no stigma. But that's the stigma. Yeah. It's the number one diagnosis in our country is depression. Yes, of course. So, so I, I thought about it. Because that's what I was doing then, Donnie. You know, I I was going through this period where I decided if I was going to be broken down, I was going to break everything down. You know, it was like a deal like, hey, I blew out the clutch in my car. Yeah, let me let's let's build a car up. Yeah. Forget the clutch. I'm taking everything apart. I'm doing a complete restoration. Mm -hmm. And, And that's what I did for six, seven months. A lot of study, a lot of work, a lot of thinking, a lot of struggle, a lot of suffering. Um, and that was all okay. And what I developed was a real resolve that, look, um, I know the game. 
I know the game that's being played on Morning Joe, on Chris Cuomo. On there's a game on these shows. Not not being cynical. It's not bad. It's what, not manipulative. What do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean? The coverage of left versus right and Democrats and Republicans sure, of course. Right, right. is inherently a self fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Okay. We need stakes. We need antagonism. We right. need balance. Good, evil, Tear everything. Right. Sure, of course, yeah. Tear them down. That's what we're doing. I see that the way Neo sees the code in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt that my role was to kind of say, listen, I know why they're saying this. And here's why so-and-so is so upset right now. He's not really upset. I guarantee you he shook that guy's hand in the elevator on the way out. No, but, there's, there's theater. There's no question there's theater. There's, there's, a, there's, there's performance art. There is. There's no question about and, it. And, and I think that the balancing mechanism, because I was watching, you know, I've never watched before. But you've done that, but you've been a big part of that. You, you, I mean, that, that, that's, yes. And, and very good at it, like really fucking good at it. But, and I own it. Yeah. And I think there's a value in it because that is what's going on. That's the dynamic. If you want to be part of that dynamic, it's fine. But now I wanted to see what can I do that I want to do that will mean something to me as a successful proposition. Not mean like, you know, I'm not that, you know, sensitive, you know, where what will this give me purpose? You know, I, I don't think like that, uh, that way about things. It's about effectiveness. It's about usefulness. What can I do? Here's what I can do on political coverage. And I don't do a lot of politics on my show, but on political coverage, I can say to you, here's why this is happening. The reason that. Uh, the special counsel being appointed by Merrick Garland was a mistake is not only because I doubt they're going to get Trump and you're just going to, you know, allow him to rekindle his victimization. But you have now guaranteed that the House Republican leadership is going to go full throttle on every investigation they can and keep pointing at the special counsel. Mm -hmm. That's why they're going to do it, because you just gave them high ground. And that's something that's not really discussed. And I see it as a scene in the story. Um, People talk about COVID. I talk about long COVID. Because I'll never get your guys, I'll never get your mind straight about vaccines and what was right, what was bad, where did it come from, all this intrigue. I'm not going to penetrate that. But I'll tell you something, one in three people who had a real case of COVID like I did have symptoms months and years later like I do. Okay, And the last thing I want to do is tell anybody I'm not on my game, but it's irresponsible for me not to. I can do that. So that's what rekindled my interest in coming back. When my agent started to get calls, I was like, I was like, forget that. I'm not going back into that Thunderdome. They're, they're trying to take me out. I mean, that's, that's all they want is, is to do me like they did my brother. I don't want to be involved in that. I can't control it. It's not a fair fight. I don't want to do it. And then I started to think about this. And all right, I'm not going back to one of those outlets. I'm going to start my own thing. And then News Nation came. And a buddy of mine was, uh, first time I was talking to them, it was about their hiring of my buddy from ABC News, who's the, who's running it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy's a good bet. Not only uh, do I believe uh, he's of good character, but he knows how to do every job he's going to ask somebody else to do. That's rare. 
in management yeah. in, in our world. Most people are studio monkeys, you know? Um, so then I never talked to him again. And then when I went to Ukraine, I came back from Ukraine helping a buddy do a film there. And because I wanted to go, I couldn't believe it wasn't being covered. And I was shocked by how bad it was over there. And when I came back, it like spooked everybody in the business that I must be over there for somebody. So they all wanted to get in the offer game. And the News Nation guys were the only guys. Nobody was going to pay me what I was making. Sure, I was going to be at a steep discount yes. because I'm because I'm, I'm hurt. Right. I get it. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. So I was OK with that. And I saved my money. We invested well. You know, I'm, I'm doing all right. So. I like that there was no groupthink. There was no institution there. There was no culture. It's whatever I want it to be. And I'm not the leader of News Nation. I don't want to lead anything. I'm not a leader. I just want to do my own thing in a place that doesn't have opposition to my thing. You know what I mean? Like people confuse News Nation and Newsmax all the time. I could never work at Newsmax. Obviously, I have good conversations yeah. with Chris Rudd, but there are a bunch of ideologues over there on the right. That's not my vibe, man. I could never work at MSNBC. I'm not carrying water for the left. It's op-ed that Chris no. Hayes did. I think the MSNBC, there's two MSNBC. It's funny. I was just with the president this morning. There's, there is the more uh, progressive primetime. But when you look at Joe and Nicole, they're not playing that game. You know what I mean? They're, they're in a much more, uh, they're not this kind of like, I'm going to carry the water of the left. I, I, I think it's a tale of two cities in MSNBC. I really, really do. And I think you're being generous and that's okay. No, I, uh, I, Your I boy I Joe has not because he started as a Republican. Yeah, but I, mean, um, but I think there's the but but the role he plays there is I'm a disenfranchised. You know, I'm I'm still at my heart a Republican. If I, if the Republicans went back to what they are, but right now I can't line up with them. And I, I think I, I it's hard to argue with that. And I think I think both him and Nicole do a great job of look. They have an audience and they have to service that audience. But I do think at the end of the day they are they are really true to kind of an essence that's in there. And I think that's otherwise they wouldn't be successful. Listen, and look, uh, the only thing that matters now is what you do next. And what my next is without question is unlike Joe, who's a big player, unlike George Stephanopoulos, who's a big player, uh, unlike Robin Roberts, who's a big player, unlike Diane Sawyer, who's a big player, unlike Tucker Carlson, who's a big player, I am only talking politics from the perspective of the core of this country. I do not talk to Democrats and they get upset at me on a regular basis. I was never theirs to lose. OK, and I don't talk to Republicans. The fastest growing part of our electorate are people who don't want either of those labels applied to them. And the core of this country, as you know very well, you've got a very rich and normal life. People don't deal with politics the way we do on cable television. Right. That's not the way they think about it. Most people agree on 80% of what our government should be. I've I've said that many, many times. And the division only works for those people so they don't have to do anything. And I want to expose that. I want to play to it. It's that's the group I talk to. I call them free agents because I think it's a relatable term. And I don't really love the word independent or swing voter because an independent suggests that you're out for yourself. I don't think these people are out for themselves. I think that they are out for an anti-fringe disposition because most people are not fringe. They don't have fringe ideas.
clearly the media, you know, lops onto both ends of the, the, of the polar perspective. And that's, 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 and your point of the 80% of us live, I don't want to say the middle because the middle is a very boring word is true. The question is, how do you, how do you make that? I don't want to say interesting because that's not the right word. How do you, how do you get, how do you juice that? How do you do that? And still, because we're in the business of ratings I talked about your ratings and you said, one thing I'm going to push back on. You said, you know, Stephanopoulos is big and Joe is big. You're, you're big and you want to be big and you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. You see a lane right now. You're not going to, if you went into new, if you went into news, Nation, I can't now, be what I was. It's not going to happen. No, I, but, but you can, but, but you can, if I was career coaching, if I was your shrink, if I, I know this media business pretty well, I would say you're doing the really smart thing. By the way, who says who says where you can be in five and ten years from now? Because I do think the world is moving away from the polar sticks on both ends. So there's no rule that says that you can't be doing big numbers. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while, and it's going to take. I also think something you, if I was advising, I'd, you got to find your story. Something that really obligates people to come there. That there's something you found. You know, you you did it with heroin in the suburbs. You did it a long time ago on ABC. I mean, there's something that really resonates and kind of forces people to come over. People like you already, but as I said, that you know, that and, and you have an audience and you, you built a big audience. You were doing a couple of million viewers a night at CNN. But I think for you, the lane that you're in now, you're doing it exactly right. And the missing secret sauce is get, finding that one, kind of that big thing to chew on that becomes your raison d'etre. And I think that that could really move the needle for you. Um, yes, I think that you're right. Uh, and I think those things are almost always organic yes, in the yes, initiation. Yes, absolutely. Without question. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, you're in the right place at the right time. And then, you know, you, you start holding up the right babies during that disaster and everybody remembers you for it. Um, uh, for me, it's going to be a lot more difficult and subtle because I know what it is. Yeah. And it's not that it's it's not that it's going to achieve what you're outlining, but it matters most to me, which is I know the future of this con- this country is more parties and less partisanship. I know it is. Um, and I'm not a good prognosticator. I'm not I don't bet. I'm not like that's not my thing. But I mean, I place bets, but I lose, you know, and often I do them just to be provocative. I knew that these midterms, when the results started to come out where they were, were about uh, free agents, were about independent voters. I knew it. I knew two hours into the night that it wasn't just that the polls are wrong. Independents are hard to find because a lot of times they identify with a party, but that's not what they really are. It's like me saying I'm a Catholic. Um, I was raised Catholic. I am not a practicing Catholic. I don't do what you're supposed to do to be a practicing Catholic. So why would I identify like that? I don't know. I just always have. That's even more true in politics. And I knew that the reason there was not a big red wave was because normal people, the core of this country said, hey, Donnie, I love you. And you got to stop with this. The election was stolen thing. That is like bedtime for Bonzo. And if you're going to keep saying that, I'm not down with that. Okay, and that's what happened. And this idea that women don't care about reproductive rights. Yeah. What we all missed also, we we all missed we were doing this left brain analysis. Okay, are people going to vote for saving the democracy and saving their reproductive rights or is inflation going to be more important? And in hindsight, you go, well, duh. 
I mean, where what's passion wins in the end. You look at the passionate constituency, right. the passionate issues, and so whether that was going to show up in the polls or not, I don't know. But it, but to your point, it was the independents and also young people. You can't find young people in polls. They're not answering landlines. Two things can be true. Yeah, you know, and, and so yes, two things can be true at the same time. They were voting on inflation because they don't like it. But you assume that they believe, like there was one poll that came out that said over half the voters believe Republicans will do better on the economy than Democrats. And that was the one poll where I looked at the sourcing on it. I was like, this is a bullshit poll because I don't know how anybody who is not a diehard Trumper or, okay, is going to say that he was Mr. Mr. Fiscal Prudence. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only Republican in my lifetime who passed tax cuts that were that didn't pay for themselves. Yeah. And that's a matter of fact. It's not a matter of feel. And, you know, so I think that there was a mitigation principle there, but it doesn't matter because we all can sound smart looking back. I know that the future is um, different reforms of our culture and of our law uh, that are going to redound to the benefit of the core of this country, which are people who yeah. are not Democrat, not Republican, they're much more interested in their family than they are their party. Uh, they don't po- talk politics on any regular basis. And when they do, it's as an outsider. And they want reasonable and they want decency, yeah. just like everywhere else in their life. Couldn't agree with you more. And I do think it's what's going to be interesting. The Republicans, as you said earlier, are going to start carting out all this Hunter Biden bullshit. People don't give a shit. They don't. It's going to backfire on them. I think we are going to return... Do you use the word normal? I think the pens- I tr- I think the Trumpism and MAGA is a was a moment in time. I don't think it's going to be who we are. I just think and, and it took losing for us to get for them to get there. But I do think we are going to go back to a sense of normalcy. And it'll, and obviously normalcy only is ends be- when there's a better idea, Donnie. Somebody's got to buy in to something else. It's a transformational case. It's somebody That's comes right. along That's and how can Obama put it forward. Got in. I want to jump back for a second because I keep wanting to get to this because we've drifted off it. You said it and you said, I'm not interested. The celebrity part has always scared me, has turned me off. Is See, I, that's surprising to me because I think you, I always get, a, I see you about, and you, I always thought you liked being Chris Cuomo. That Chris Cuomo, you're, you're a big public figure. You have a big presence. You don't shy away from it. You embrace it. Uh, you are a celebrity with a capital C and I've always sensed you liked it. That's it was surprising to hear you say that. Well, because it's fun. It's fun. By the way, I've had I have some notoriety, not your level, but people know who I am, and it's fun. I get a good table at a restaurant. Now, you know, you have celebrity. You have fame. I have notoriety. No, and you have you, no, you, no, that's no, you don't. By the way, you're like. Let me do a little shrinkage right now. You're living in your own echo yeah. chamber. To the average person out there, they couldn't even articulate. Yeah, something happened with quoting his brother, and this and that, and then uh, they got all fucked up. And you got to let that go. Because I don't think the world is looking at Chris. They'll look at you. You've had this story career. You had a fall from grace and you're right back in it and you're going to rebuild and you're doing it right now. I don't I don't think nobody sees you as notorious at this point. I, I completely disagree with you. That's in your own head. Get back in your shrink's office because that's just not fucking true. It's just not. Nobody. There are I, there are notorious have people. have to move them in or make them a co-anchor. Right. <laughs> um, look, here's how I feel. Here are the answers to your questions. One I am only now at 52 years of age um, 
getting to a point of thinking about what I like about myself and what I don't. I've always just behaved. And like, here's the new me. Okay. I would have never done this before what I went through. Are you okay? Are yeah. you, I'm doing a podcast with my buddy, uh, Donnie. I just wanted to make sure you're all right. You're all right. Donnie Deutsch, you know him when you see him, you'll be like, Oh yeah, he's a silver fox. All right. I love you. Is that Christina? No, it's Bella. Oh, hi, Bella. That's right. Now you got to worry about it. I thought that was your way of reintroducing John Levin into our lives. No, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) So my phone is never on silent Mm -hmm. anymore. My kids know if you call me and I'm on my show, you better have a good fucking reason. They know that. And if they do, I'm going to answer it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because... I have gone right back to first principles, okay? My biggest regret from what I went through is that there was no lesson for me to learn about how I would do it differently the next time. There was never going to be a scenario where I don't help um, someone who's one of mine. It's never going to happen. It's all that I value in my life. Um, If it's my kid, if it's my brother, if it's one of my friends, I am there for them. If they did something wrong, they did something wrong. Right. They're still my friend. No, you said uh, you said you you, you regretted the way things ended, but you will never regret sticking up for your family and being there for your family. Listen, I don't like how it came out. I don't like what yeah. it went to, meant to my team at CNN. If I had known how much shit was going to hit the fan, maybe, maybe I would have said something to my brother like, I got to save these people. I got to save my kids. I got to save my yeah. wife. Yeah. I can't have them go through this. It's one thing for me to go through it. I'll go through it. I had no idea what I was setting them up for. My therapist says I was closed off to that because I needed to be to keep doing what I was doing and giving him the counsel and taking yeah. the media heat. My, my only frustration with the whole situation is, yeah, of course I helped my brother. I just didn't do any of the things I'm accused of doing to help him. Right. And I couldn't be more confident in that. That's why I'm spending all this money on this arbitration. I will never accept a settlement that doesn't come with an admission that I didn't lie about jack shit about what I was doing. And if that doesn't happen, then good. We'll take it through the arbitration. And we'll see what he, he decides. So I've never been a fan of myself to begin with. Okay. I'm just learning that now to kind of how to do that, how to process that. Two, I don't set up as a natural celebrity, man. I mean, you've known me a long time. You're going to get what you want from me. Um, if, you know, if you come and you get loud in front of my wife or in front of my kids, I'm not Andrew. Mm-hmm. I'm not that civilized. I'm not my father. Okay. <laughs> Andrew's, Andrew's a pretty tough guy. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew is incredibly tough, but he is trained. Trained. He's, he, he's, he's got the switch. He can turn the switch off. Yeah. And he takes it. I don't. And here's why I don't. Not because I'm tougher. Not because I'm none of that. When you grow up as the son of, okay, or the daughter of, but when you grow up as the son of, that famous person is a negative for you most of your life. Mm-hmm. You're Mario's son. Yeah. I scored 20 points. Mario's son scored 20 points. You're only score, You're only on the team because you, you uh, thank God for sports because at least there's a little bit of meritocracy to it. But everything is about your daddy or your mommy, whoever the famous person is. And I became so reactive to that that I have complete rejection of it. The idea of me running for office is like you asking me to, pull your to sell crack. Right, right. You know, like I, I don't have the disposition for it. I'm never making a deal with anybody about anything. 
my business now it's different. But before, up to this point, I made too compromise, too many compromises as it was uh, in a way that's just not natural for me because my life was so compromised. My upbringing was so compromised. You have to be a certain way. You can't fight back. You can't say that back. And this was before social media. You know, Donnie comes up to you on the street. Hey, your father's a mafioso. You know, you want like, you can't. Right. You, you can't. You can't do any of that because it's going to be judged different. It's going to, you know, you're going to be seen different. You and I am not made for that. I hated it so much. So someone coming up to me, you want a picture, you get a picture all day long. I don't believe in that. I only get paid because people want to watch me. So I'll take pictures. I'll do whatever you want. If I can help somebody, everything I ever say on TV about, hey, I'm going to get with you in the break. I do everything I say I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. If I say it, it's already done. That's how I am. That's what matters to me. Now, I don't like uh, standing in a line. Hey, take the pig. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want to be it. That's my wife, Donnie. When I go to those things in the Hamptons, it's because it's Christina's business. Yeah, she's got to do that. Okay. You guys don't know my wife, but she runs a company called Purist Now, which is a phenomenal wellness company. Yeah, it's doing great. But she ran magazines. You know, Donnie. But she she ran all these other magazines. Donnie's been very good to her over the years. Um, So we went to all these things in the Hamptons and in New York City. My wife was a legit cachet socialite. Like she was the legit. She smoothed out your rough edges. Look, listen, nobody's nobody's that good. Right. <laughs> um, but she is the value proposition. So, sure, you'll see me in the pictures. It's never at my urging. I don't go to any of that stuff. And not because I'm against it. I'm just not comfortable there. My guys are fishermen. My guys are fighters. We watch the fights. They come to the house. We cook. Most of them are older than me. Uh, they mentor me. They big brother me. They keep me in check. Uh, the women in my life, the same thing. I've known them forever. And they call me on my shit and they tell me, you know, what they like and what they don't like. And, you know, and they're honest. And that's what matters to me. And I will deal with people coming up to me, especially in the fishing world and living out in East Hampton. Yeah, this is totally Trump. Yeah, exactly. People say to me all the time, oh, you're not who I thought you were. Oh, you know, you're not as much. uh, Look, I got to deal with that. That's the deal. That's the deal of wanting to be a public person. Yeah. But I don't enjoy that aspect of it. What I do enjoy, and I missed, and I missed, and I still miss, is the power of capability. That if somebody calls me because their kid is on a list to get into this hospital and they, they got jumped twice yeah. because of the ability to pick up the phone yeah, it feels and good. say, hey, I'm Chris Cuomo from News Nation. Yeah. And you better hope what I'm hearing is not true because yeah. I'm coming. Yeah. I love that. Used ethically. Used ethically. Um, the ability to reach out and connect people to things that we should care about beyond politics, beyond politics. My show tonight, I'm covering Iran. Uh, I'm covering what really matters with this soccer bullshit controversy that's going on there. But what is it to believe in American idealism, it's never just been parochial. It's always been about what we project abroad. I would have never done that on CNN. Not that they don't cover Iran, but they would not have covered it that way. I'm going to have Swalwell on tonight, Eric Swalwell. I'm talking to Congressman Swalwell. Yeah, I'll give him his two minutes about, oh, McCarthy doesn't want you. (laughs) But what I'm going to say is, hey, how do you connect with people who hate that the parties exist? 
How, how are you going to make people believe that you understand that it's not just about owning Kevin McCarthy and saying, now we're calling you KKK Kevin? Who gives a shit about that? How do you connect with the people that you grew up with and that just care about their families and care about you doing something for them and not just in a 36-second commercial that's beating the shit out of the guy you're running against? How do you connect with them? How do you make them think that you're legit and not just out for yourself and the propagation of your own uh, dogma and power? How? Because they're your future. You want to be president. They're your future. How? How do you do it? Because they're desperate. They're desperate to connect. That's my conversation with him tonight. I wouldn't. Nobody's going to have that conversation no, with him. No. Why? Okay. Because it's not worthwhile. You want to get the sound bites where he's going after McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah, or I do, say I, he I, should be speaking. I, I, I do think you're onto something. I do think the world is starting to move away from it. Chris, you've been so generous with your time. Before I let you go, though, uh, this prem the premise of my podcast is that everything is a brand. Every person's a brand. Every athlete, every institution. So, what's the Chris Cuomo brand? I know it's evolving. That's the kind. If there's one theme today, it's an evolving brand. But I'd like to hear you say what the brand is. It is what it is. Okay, that is my filter for everything. I am not coming at you. I don't want anything from you. I want for you. I am here. Use what I have learned. Use me. Use me as an agent for your interests. I know the game. I know the players. They will take my phone calls. I will get information from them. I will test them and they will come back. And I will know what is happening before you do and before a lot of other people in the business know. Use it because it is rare to have someone who is deep inside, as I have been, wanting to be part of the insurgent movement of getting regular people to get more control over the process. That's my brand is that I got shame in my game. I got a lot of flaws. I got a lot of flaws. I want to talk about what makes us weak. I want to talk about how we work on ourselves. I want to talk as much about self-care and mental health as I ever want to talk about immigration. OK. Yeah. And I see it as politics adjacent. I see our, our our mass shootings issue. It's not that you're a red flag law away, that it's the crazy people like Bill O'Reilly said on my show the other night. There's an army of mentally ill, Como, and they're committing 70 <laughs> percent of the crime just because you say something that's called strong and wrong. Yeah. OK, I don't want to demonize the mentally ill. We got to talk about it. I'm, if, and if that's OK that I say I take medication for depression, if that makes somebody think I'm less than, that's OK. I don't. Uh, the people who love me and know me and who depend on me don't because it helps me be my best. Yeah. And therapy helps me be my best. I hear the you, same brother. I hear you, brother. That I pick up heavy stuff and put it down the same way no that I drill again and again and again what to do when somebody throws an overhand right at me. The same way I do those things, I listen to my therapist. I think about what he tells me to think about. I try to process. I try to reflect. I take the medication. I stay away from booze because it, it uh, blunts the medication. Most people are doing the same things that I'm saying right now. Yeah. They're in this struggle. And if I have the platform, why not use it to talk about what should be common conversation? I hear you, brother. That's my point. That's my, my brand is just making it more relatable to what is real and not hair and teeth and makeup and all of the, you know, the, just the artificial nature of how people connect to media. 
my friend Chris Cromo. I appreciate your candor. News Nation, 8 o'clock every night. He's making a lot of waves. He's only tripled the rating so far. I think we're going to come back a year from now. I think we're going to get a 6 or a 7X. And the podcast, which is one of the top podcasts, according to Apple, is the Chris Cromo Project. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Donnie, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for giving me advice. Thank you for being a straight shooter. I understand why people value your opinion as much as they do. You're always welcome wherever I am, even though you got that contract with your friend with the good hair. (laughs) Take it easy, brother. Hope you enjoyed my interview with Chris Cuomo. I loved it. Chris really came to play today. Uh, Remember to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, anyplace else. And tune in Tuesday for our Brands of the Week and our big interview next week on Thursday. I'll announce that on Tuesday. Have a great week and stay safe.